0: Above and Below, A Tale of Two Realities A riveting narrative set in 2085 that brings to light the stark contrast between the destitute Earth's surface and an opulent floating city. The story follows Jamie, an ambitious courier from the ground level, who gets a chance to experience the wealth above and the price it comes with. Chapter 1, The Grounded Dream Jamie was born and bred on the surface, the world that lay beneath the floating cities. She was no stranger to hardship. As a courier, she braved the polluted landscapes and crumbling infrastructures of earth daily, navigating through the labyrinth of dilapidated buildings and overcrowded streets, much like a bird of prey adept at hunting in the most unforgiving terrains. Life on the surface wasn't easy. Poverty was the norm, the air was thick with smog, and resources were scarce. But it was all she knew, and she had learned to survive, if not thrive. She clung onto her dreams like a life raft, her ambitions of breaking free from the surface and seeing what lay beyond the clouds always providing a glimmer of hope in the bleak existence. In contrast, the floating cities were a world apart, both literally and figuratively. Jamie had only seen them in pictures and in her dreams. Suspended far above the ground, they were a testament to mankind's technological prowess, a shining beacon of human achievement. She harbored an intense curiosity about the people who lived there, the opulence they enjoyed, and the technology that powered such cities. They lived a life of comfort, far removed from the harsh realities of the surface world. Yet, there was an undeniable disconnect between the two realities. While the affluent reveled in the skies, the less fortunate toiled away on the battered earth below. The inequality was glaring, a cruel irony of mankind's progress where the sky was no longer the limit, but the ground was. One day, in the midst of her mundane routine, Jamie received a mysterious package. It arrived with a note attached that read, To be delivered to the Baron, Floating City, Orion. A sense of anticipation washed over her as she read the note. The Baron, a name often whispered among the inhabitants of the surface, associated with tales of immense power and wealth. As unlikely and daunting as the mission seemed, she couldn't help but feel a surge of excitement. This was her chance, her opportunity to escape the confines of the surface, even if for a short while. As she held the package in her hands, she could only dream about the journey that awaited her, a journey that had the potential to change her life forever. Would she be able to bridge the seemingly insurmountable gap between the two worlds? And what would she find when she did? Her heart pounded in her chest at the thought. But she knew, come what may, she was ready to take the leap, to ascend into the unknown, and perhaps, change her destiny. Thus began Jamie's odyssey, a grounded dream about to take flight. Chapter 2 The Ascent Jamie's preparations for the journey were as meticulous as they were driven by a sense of anticipation. The invitation offered little detail, just an address to a docking station on the outskirts of the smog-riddled city. She had to gather supplies, plan her route, and most importantly, mentally prepare herself for the world she was about to step into. As she packed her worn-out rucksack with the essentials, an old map, a compass, some food and water, her eyes often drifted to the small, well-crafted package that set this all in motion. It was nothing more than an intricately carved wooden box, but it held a promise of a better life, a life away from the grime and despair of the ground level. The day of departure arrived. She stood at the edge of the docking station, staring at the monolithic airship docked before her. It was unlike anything she had ever seen. As she stepped onto the ship, a sense of surrealism washed over her. The world she had known was about to morph into something entirely different. The ascent was slow and steady. As the airship lifted off the ground, Jamie watched as the city, with its dilapidated buildings and polluted streets, diminished to a mere speck. She was leaving behind a life of hardship, yet she could not shake off the twinge of melancholy that tugged at her heartstrings. Then, suddenly, she saw it. Like a celestial body floating in the sky, it was the floating city. The sight of it was dazzling, a glimmering metropolis suspended in the ether. Through the viewing glass of the airship, she could see towering structures made of glass and steel, green patches of parks, and intricately designed buildings that seemed to defy gravity. The sight was so mesmerizing, so alien, that for a moment, Jamie forgot to breathe. The airship docked seamlessly into one of the towers. As the door slid open, she was greeted by a steward dressed in a uniform so crisp and clean it made Jamie feel out of place with her worn clothes and dirt-streaked face. Yet, She held her head high. This was her moment, the grand entry into a world of possibilities. Welcome to the floating city, the steward said, a practiced smile on his face. But to Jamie, it felt like a call to a new beginning. Stepping off the airship, she took in the sights and sounds of the floating city. People dressed in fine clothes walked the clean, well-lit streets, engaged in light-hearted conversation. Everything seemed so unhurried, so serene, the stark contrast to the frantic and desperate hustle of life below made it seem even more surreal. In that moment, as she stepped into the world above, Jamie couldn't help but feel a mix of awe and dread. She was a part of this world now, a world of opulence and extravagance. Would she fit in, or would she yearn for the solid ground beneath her feet? Only time would tell, for now, she was just a courier with a package to deliver, standing on the precipice of unimaginable change. Chapter 3 The Gilded Cage As Jamie was escorted through the towering gates of the Baron's estate, she couldn't help but feel a tremor of anticipation coursing through her veins. She was about to step into an entirely different world, a place that existed only in her wildest dreams, far removed from the grime and turmoil of the ground below. The grand party was more extravagant than anything Jamie had ever imagined. The grounds were illuminated by thousands of ethereal lights, dancing and twinkling against the inky expanse of the night sky. The Baron's guests, the city's elite, drifted around in elaborate attire, their laughter and conversation creating a symphony of sound that echoed throughout the opulent gardens. In the midst of this mesmerizing spectacle, Jamie's eyes were drawn to a figure who stood apart from the rest. A young woman, who carried an aura of charisma and rebellion that cut through the superficial glitz of the party. This was Ariel, her emerald eyes sparkling with an intensity that mirrored Jamie's own ambitions. Ariel was a charismatic figure, brimming with a rebellious spirit that was as captivating as it was infectious. She was dressed in a shimmering gown that reflected the city's lights, creating an enchanting play of colors. Just like the city itself, Ariel was a vision of elegance and freedom that filled Jamie with a strange sense of longing. Their meeting was the beginning of a connection that would give Jamie a glimpse into the allure of the high life. Ariel introduced her to the city's residents, individuals who lived lives of comfort and luxury, detached from the struggles of the world below. Jamie was swept up in their world of extravagant festivities, fascinating tales, and sparkling romances. The allure of the high life was intoxicating. Jamie found herself drawn to the endless celebrations, the sense of weightlessness that came with living above the clouds, so far removed from the world below. For a moment, she allowed herself to get lost in this dazzling world, to forget the grim reality that lay beneath them. As the evening unfolded, Jamie discovered the many facets of this opulent lifestyle, the grandeur, the excesses, the indulgences. But beneath the surface, she could sense an undercurrent of hidden desires, of unspoken tensions. The floating city, with all its allure, was a gilded cage, a beautiful illusion that hid its truths behind a façade of glitter and glamour. In this luminous city, Jamie found herself standing at the crossroads, enchanted by the allure of the high life, yet still bound to her roots. As the night came to an end, she was left with a profound realization, This city, as mesmerizing as it was, was just another world with its own struggles, its own trials. And this was only the beginning of her journey into the heart of this gilded cage. Chapter 4, Lost Love and Obsession. The floating city shone like a beacon in the night. It was hard to ignore the intoxicating charm and the thrill that filled the air, but Jamie was beginning to see the cracks behind the gilded facade. The city was a cage, no matter how luxurious, and the key to this cage was held by an intriguing character, the Baron. As Jamie navigated the city's intricate networks, a chance encounter led her to the city's digital archives. A treasure trove of untold stories, it had a particular file that caught her attention, a file labeled, The Baron. The Baron, born as Edward Montague, was a figure of legend even before the city's ascended. A tech genius with a knack for business, he was instrumental in creating the technology that allowed the cities to float. But it was his personal life that was marred by tragedy. He was deeply in love with ADA, a brilliant scientist who shared his vision of a better world. They dreamt together, worked together, but when the cities ascended, ADA was left behind. No one knew why ADA didn't ascend with the rest. Some said it was a malfunction in her ascent pod, Others whispered about a disagreement between the lovers. But what happened next was evident to everyone. The Baron, unable to cope with the loss, threw himself into finding a way to reconnect with ADA, fueling an obsession that seemed to know no bounds. Jamie found herself entranced by this tale of lost love. The revelation of the Baron's plan started to take shape. The package she was meant to deliver was not just a delivery, it was a desperate message, a plea from the Baron to ADA. Jamie couldn't help but feel a sense of sympathy for the Baron. To lose one's loved one and to have the power to reach out, yet remain out of touch, was a cruel twist of fate. But as she dug deeper, she began to question. The resources used in the Baron's relentless search were staggering. It was an obsession causing harm to both worlds. Up here, the fear of the Baron's madness kept the city folks on their toes. Down below, the earth was deteriorating at a catastrophic rate, accelerated by the exploitation of resources for the baron's obsession. In a city where every desire seemed within grasp, the baron's unfulfilled longing for ADA was a stark contrast. It cast a long shadow over the city's extravagant parties and endless merrymaking. It was a sobering reminder that wealth and power could not fulfill every dream, especially the ones of the heart. Jamie felt her growing skepticism. The allure of the floating city was losing its luster. The baron's obsession was a sharp reminder of the perils of unchecked ambition. As Jamie tucked away the digital archives, she looked out to the city. The glittering cityscape now seemed almost ominous. Each twinkling light, like an accusation in the dark. This was just the beginning. Jamie realized a series of revelations awaited her in this city of dreams and obsessions but with Ariel by her side and the reminder of her roots, she was ready to face whatever came her way. The floating city had many secrets, and Jamie was determined to uncover them, one layer at a time. Chapter 5, The Mirage of Luxury Jamie's days in the floating city unfolded like a never-ending dream. The opulent lifestyle, the grandeur, the ceaseless pleasures, they were intoxicating, a far cry from her life on the surface. But amidst the glittering parties and the endless luxuries, a sense of unease began to creep in. She found herself torn from within, a silent battle waged in her heart. On one hand, she was smitten by Ariel, drawn into the rebellious residents' charm, their shared laughs, whispered secrets, and stolen kisses, it was an intoxicating, thrilling encounter. Yet, her roots were calling her Memories of the world below, of the struggles, the poverty, the yearning for a better life, weighed heavily on her, casting a shadow on her newfound happiness. Every night, as she lay on the plush bed of her grand suite, staring at the high-tech ceiling that projected the starry night sky, she felt a strange hollowness. She missed the open skies, the unfiltered view of the stars. In this city that floated in the atmosphere, the stars were so near and yet felt so distant. She began to question the cost of this luxury. She saw the floating city's inhabitants, people born into wealth, with no concept of the hardship faced by those below. She witnessed the wasteful extravagance, the carelessness with resources, the callous disregard for the surface world. It made her heart ache. One evening, as she watched the sun set from a sky-high balcony, she thought of the baron's obsession. The cost of his relentless search for ADA was immense. Resources were being exploited, the surface world was deteriorating even faster, and all for a singular obsession that seemed more destructive than romantic. Her perspective began to evolve. The allure of the floating city was beginning to wear thin, and the illusion of the American dream was dissolving. Wealth and luxury, she realized, came at a cost. A cost paid not just by the people who endeavored to attain it, but also by those who were left behind in its wake. Wealth disparity, she saw, was not only about the lack of resources but also about the lack of empathy and understanding. As Jamie's understanding deepened, so did her resolve. The floating city was not the utopia she had imagined. It was a mirage, an illusion of luxury built on the suffering of those below. But she was not one to succumb to despair. She was a fighter, always had been. As she gazed at the setting sun, an idea began to form in her mind a seed of rebellion. She would not stand by and watch as the world below suffered. She would bring about the change she had always dreamed of, even if it meant going against the formidable Baron. The path ahead was uncertain, fraught with danger, but Jamie felt a determination like never before. As the sun dipped below the horizon, bathing the floating city in a soft, ethereal glow, Jamie made a silent promise to herself that she would bridge the gap between the two worlds, no matter the cost. The mirage of luxury had faded, but in its place, the vision of a more equitable world had come into focus. She knew then that her journey was only just beginning. Chapter 6. The Baron's Downfall Jamie had spent weeks immersing herself in the floating city's luxuriant lifestyle. Its gilded streets and sky-high towers were as mesmerizing as they were deceiving. Behind the lavish exterior, a deeper, more destructive truth was about to unravel. Jamie had discovered something—something that would shatter the façade of the Floating City and expose the Baron's harmful obsession. As she dug deeper into the city's operations, she realized the scale of destruction that the Baron's relentless search for ADA was causing. The more resources he poured into the search, not only was the Earth's surface deteriorating at an alarming rate, but the Floating City was starting to crumble under the weight of its own excess. The stark reality hit Jamie like a punch in the gut. She realized that she had been swept away by the allure of the high life, blind to the damage it was causing to both worlds. The Baron's obsession had become a ticking time bomb, and Jamie knew she had to stop it before it exploded. Gathering her courage, Jamie confronted the Baron. This was no easy task. The Baron was a man of power and wealth, unaccustomed to being questioned. Yet, Jamie stood before him, resilient and determined. You are destroying both worlds, Baron, she accused, her voice echoing in the grand hall. Your obsession with ADA, your relentless search. It's tearing everything apart. The Baron, taken aback, scoffed at her accusation. You don't understand, Jamie. ADA, she's worth it. But at what cost? Jamie retorted. Look around. The ground level is suffocating under our waist, and this city, your city, is starting to crumble. Your obsession is not just harmful to you, but to everyone. The Baron's face hardened. He didn't want to hear it, but Jamie was relentless. She laid out the extent of the damage, the imminent danger they were in, and the unbearable cost of his actions. The confrontation was heard by many, and it sent shockwaves through the floating city. The residents had been living in a bubble, unaware of the impending disaster. Jamie's brave confrontation shattered that ignorance. Seeing the truth exposed, the city's inhabitants were thrown into turmoil. A spark of rebellion ignited. The citizens, once captivated by the baron's power and wealth, now saw him as a threat to their existence. A threat they needed to eliminate. In the heart of the floating city, a rebellion was born a rebellion that aimed to tear down the illusions of extravagance and confront the destructive obsession that had been steering their lives. Jamie had challenged the status quo, and the city was about to respond. The Baron's downfall had begun. Chapter 7, The Eye of the Storm The Rebellion had begun, its tremors shaking the foundations of the floating city, carrying an echo of resistance that reached the farthest corners of the opulent utopia. The once orderly and serene city was now a whirlpool of chaos and dissent. Jamie's revelation of the barons' destructive obsession had shaken the city's inhabitants out of their complacency. They came to understand the string of events their lives were tied to, the barons' relentless pursuit of a lost love, the exploitation of earthly resources, the accelerating deterioration of the world below, their own lives hanging in the balance. The rebellion's impact was immediate and widespread. The city's residents, who had lived under the veil of the baron's false promises and extravagant distractions, were now awakened to the harsh reality. The city was not a paradise but a gilded cage crafted by the baron's obsession. As the truth sunk in, the elite, who lived in blissful ignorance, now found themselves facing the mirror of their own complacency. In stark contrast to the chaos that unfurled, the baron was silent. His world, which once held the promise of Ada's return, was crashing down around him. The package that Jamie had delivered, the supposed key to his reunion with Ada, was now nothing more than a symbol of his downfall. The Baron's actions, driven by obsession and a desperate desire to reconnect with a ghost from his past, had now become his undoing. The Baron's downfall was as spectacular as his rise. The mysterious and powerful figure, who held sway over the floating city, was now at the mercy of the rebellion that Jamie had sparked. His once loyal followers deserted him, leaving him to face the consequences of his actions. The city, a testament to his power and influence, was now a battlefield of revolt against his rule. Chaos filled the streets of the floating city. The echoes of resistance ripped through the grand halls of the Baron's Mansion, where the Grand Party once took place. The once calm skies were now filled with the sounds of dissent. The inhabitants of the city, both the elite and the working class alike, were now united, their voices rising against the tyranny of one man's obsession. As the floating city descended into chaos, Jamie watched from a distance, her heart torn between the victory of the rebellion and the harsh reality it unveiled. The floating city, once a symbol of her dreams, now laid bare the cost of unchecked ambition and obsessive pursuit. In the eye of the storm, Jamie stood, her resolve stronger than ever. The struggle was far from over, but a crucial battle had been won. The floating city was no longer under the baron's control, and the path to bridge the gap between the two worlds was starting to become clear. As the echoes of the rebellion resonated across the city, one thing became clear, their world had changed irrevocably. The revelation had shattered the illusion of the floating city. But amidst the chaos, there was a glimmer of hope. A hope for change, for empathy and a better tomorrow. A hope that was born in the eye of the storm. Chapter 8 New Beginnings The Rebellion had left the floating city in a state of chaos and confusion. The grandeur and opulence had given way to a stark reality. The city's inhabitants, once living a life of carefree luxury, were now forced to confront the truth of their existence and the cost it had exacted on the world below. Everywhere Jamie looked, she saw the destruction caused by the rebellion. Buildings that once stood tall and proud now bore the signs of damage, some even on the brink of collapse. The inhabitants, too, seemed changed. Gone were the frivolous smiles and arrogant airs, replaced with a sober understanding of their role in the baron's destructive obsession. Yet, amidst the destruction, there was a strange sense of liberation. The truth had been exposed, the illusion shattered. For the first time, the residents of the floating city were seeing the reality of their circumstance. It was a painful awakening, but it was an awakening nonetheless. Jamie wandered through the city, taking in the extent of the rebellion's impact. Her heart ached at the sight of the devastation, but it also swelled with a sense of accomplishment. They had dismantled the Baron's reign, exposed his dangerous obsession, and started the process of change. As she stood overlooking the city, she knew she had a choice to make. She could return to the world below, to the poverty stricken life she had always known, or she could stay here, amid the ruin and the potential, and fight for a better reality for both worlds. She thought about the people she had left behind her friends, her family. But then her thoughts drifted to Ariel, the rebellious resident of the floating city who had captured her heart. In her, Jamie saw a glimmer of hope, a potential ally in the fight for change. With a deep breath, Jamie made her decision. She was staying, she would stay in the floating city, not for the empty promise of wealth and luxury, but for a chance to bridge the gap between the two worlds. She would stay and fight for change, for a better future. The outlook was hopeful, Jamie saw it in the eyes of the city's inhabitants, in their newfound determination. The residents, finally aware of their impact on the world below, seemed ready to take responsibility. They were willing to work towards a sustainable life, one that would not exploit the resources of the ground level. As she walked back towards Ariel, her heart swelling with determination and hope, Jamie knew this was just the beginning. There was a long road ahead, filled with challenges and hardships, but she was ready. She was ready to face them head on, to fight for a better future. The floating city, once symbolic of wealth and opulence, was now the epicenter of change. A new beginning had dawned, and Jamie was at the heart of it. Together with Ariel and the rest of the city's inhabitants, she was ready to build a bridge between two realities, ready to shape a future where technology and humanity coexisted in harmony. As the sun began to set, casting a warm blow over the floating city, Jamie couldn't help but smile. Yes, there was hope. There was hope for a better tomorrow. Chapter 9 The Bridge Between Worlds The chaos in the floating city had somewhat settled. Its glittering facade was now marred with the bitter truth of the Baron's obsession. Jamie and Ariel found themselves standing amidst the remnants of a rebellion that had shaken the very core of this seemingly utopian city. But with the Baron's downfall came an opportunity, a golden chance for Jamie and Ariel to bridge the gaping chasm between the two worlds. Jamie was quick to realize that Ariel was the key. Despite being born and raised in the floating city, Ariel had always craved to understand the struggles of those below. With Ariel's reputation and influence, and Jamie's first hand knowledge and experience of the ground level world, they made an impactful team. From the moment they decided to stay, they threw themselves into their mission. They worked tirelessly, striving to bring about substantial change in the society that had been blind to the suffering of those below for far too long. Jamie initiated a series of dialogues and workshops, explaining the realities of living on the ground level. The residents of the Floating City, once oblivious to the plight of the surface dwellers, were now made acutely aware of the harsh realities below. Ariel used her charm and persuasive skills to rally support among the city folks. Their efforts were met with resistance initially, but the seeds of change had been sowed. The Floating City was transforming. The grand parties and lavish celebrations had given way to community gatherings where individuals collectively brainstormed ways to assist the surface world. Technology, once used to create a stark divide, was now being employed to build bridges of understanding and empathy. Moreover, the floating city's resources started flowing towards the surface. Food, medicine, technology, things that were once exclusive to the city folks were now being shared. It marked a significant step towards bridging the gap between the two worlds. But the change was more than just materialistic. The residents of the floating city were shedding their cloaks of ignorance and apathy. They were beginning to understand the struggles of their surface counterparts, and with understanding came empathy. Despite the progress, Jamie and Ariel knew their journey was far from over. The divide between the worlds was an age-old chasm, and it wouldn't be bridged overnight. The danger of the floating city reverting to its old ways loomed overhead, but they held on to the hope that the change they had sparked was irreversible. As they gazed out at the floating city, now buzzing with a newfound sense of purpose and understanding, they knew they were on the right path. The bridge between the worlds was finally beginning to take shape, underpinned by empathy and shared humanity. As they held each other's hands, they made a silent promise to see their mission through, no matter the hurdles that lay ahead. The end of this chapter doesn't mark the end of their journey but the beginning of a new era, an era of understanding and cooperation. An era where the distinction between, above and below, was gradually blurring, paving the way for a united, empathetic world. Chapter 10, The Promise of a Better Tomorrow Once the dust had settled, the floating city had a different feel to it. There was a sense of new beginnings, of hope. Jamie, standing on the balcony of the place she now called home, took a deep breath. She had been instrumental in the rebellion, in the Baron's downfall, in the exposure of the illusion that had blinded everyone. But the cost of it all still lingered like a bitter pill on her tongue. The first rays of the sun cut through the morning mist, illuminating the floating city in a soft, golden hue. As she watched it rise, Jamie couldn't help but reflect on her journey. She thought about her life on Earth's surface, the drudgery and the hopelessness there, and then the invitation that had changed everything. She thought about the floating city, the opulence, the intrigue, the secrets, and the heavy price it all came with. She had seen firsthand how wealth and obsessions could blind people, how they could drive them to make catastrophic decisions. The baron, lost in his obsession to find Ada, had accelerated the earth's deterioration and endangered the floating city he was supposed to protect. His wealth and power, instead of being a boon, had become a tool for destruction. Jamie's thoughts drifted to her own obsessions. She remembered how she had once dreamed of escaping her life on earth, how she had longed for the wealth and the high life of the floating city. But now, having lived that life, she realized its hollowness. The luxury, the grandeur, it was all just a veneer hiding the ugly truth underneath. But in the midst of it all, there was one thing, or rather one person, who had become her beacon, Ariel the beautiful, rebellious Ariel who had stood by her side through it all. Jamie mused that perhaps, it was love, not wealth, that truly made life worth living. Jamie felt a profound sense of clarity. She knew now the destructive nature of obsession and the false allure of wealth. But she also understood the immense power of empathy and change. The floating city was a testament to humanity's technological advancement, but it was also a grim reminder of our capacity for greed and self-destruction. If humanity was to survive, to truly advance, they needed to embrace empathy and change. In her heart, Jamie knew that this was just the beginning. There were still many battles to be fought, many challenges to be overcome. But she was ready. She and Ariel were ready. They had chosen to stay in the floating city, to work towards bridging the gap between the two worlds, to strive for a better tomorrow. As the sun shone brightly over the floating city, Jamie made a silent promise to herself, to Ariel, and to the two worlds she now belonged to. A promise of a better tomorrow, a promise of change and empathy, a promise of love and unity. It was a monumental task, but Jamie was ready. For the first time in a long while, she felt hopeful. Jamie turned away from the sunrise, her heart full of resolve. She had a promise to keep, a fight to prepare for, a world to change. And she was ready. The promise of a better tomorrow was not just a dream anymore, it was a mission. And Jamie, with Ariel by her side, was ready to make it a reality. Epilogue as our journey across the vastness of technological innovation and human ambitions draws to a close, we are left with a lingering sense of awe and sobering contemplation. This narrative we've woven, where the digital and the human converge, concludes not with an end but with a question, a question that resonates in the echo chambers of our collective conscience. What truly makes a society advanced, technology, or humanity's capacity for empathy and change? We live in an era where humanity's dreams are not confined to the physical realm but reach out into the boundless cosmos of digital reality. A society brimming with potential, yet riddled with disparities. We have trodden the path paved by the American dream, hunted the elusive shadow of success, and experienced the bittersweetness of failure. Yet, the farther we traverse along this road, the more glaring these disparities become. In a world where the haves and have-nots are defined by who owns the latest tech gadget, the question arises, does advancement of a society truly lie in the sophistication of its technology? Or does it lie within the realms of human connection, empathy, and a willingness to bring about change? We have peered into the abyss of the future, a future where technology has the potential to bring about an age of prosperity and enlightenment, or plunge us into a chasm of unending disparity. This choice lies not within our machines, but within us. The power to predict, to manipulate, and to shape our destiny lies in our hands. The narratives we pen, whether steeped in the world of science fiction or the harsh realities of life, serve as mirrors reflecting our society. The disparities we see are not just a testament to our technological progress but a stark reflection of our moral and ethical standing. As we stand at this crossroads, the American dream echoing in our hearts, we are tasked with a responsibility. A responsibility not just to the society we live in, but to the generations that will inherit our world a world that is as much a product of our technological marvels as it is of our humane ideals. In a society that stands advanced, it is not the gleam of silicon or the hum of servers that truly shine, but the glow of empathy in human hearts, the spark of change ignited by willpower, and the unyielding pursuit of a world devoid of disparities. For, in the end, the measure of a society's advancement is not seen in the sophistication of its technology alone, but in the depth of its humanity, its capacity for empathy, and its fervor for change. This is the question we leave behind, a question that demands not just an answer, but action. In the words of a technological savant, technology is nothing. What's important is that you have faith in people, that they're basically good and smart, and if you give them tools, they'll do wonderful things with them. And so, as we turn the final page of this narrative, we leave you not with a conclusion, but with a beginning, a beginning of a journey towards a society that does not just dream, but realizes the American dream for all. A society that does not just build, but bridges the gap between technology and humanity. For a truly advanced society is not one that looks down from the pinnacle of technological development, but one that reaches out with a hand of empathy, fostering change, and bending the arc of history towards justice.